Hello, girlfriend, and welcome to this episode of Rise and Grow Post-Separation. A few years back, I had it all. A husband who was first a friend, a house in the burbs for a family to grow in, and Callie, our cat, right by my side. But then I heard those words, those words that would change my life forever. You know what I'm talking about. I want a divorce. My name is Sarah Casa. And I am here to lift you above the fear, anxiety, and loneliness that comes with breakup. Divorce or not, the pain is one, and the pain is real. I've learned so many things along the way, things I want to share with you now. I will share tools, tips, and actions you can take to grow your mind, your body, but more importantly, your heart, to rise into the strong woman within you. Because guess what? If I could do it and get to live the life I have today, you better freaking believe you can. Now let's start, shall we? Today, I would like to honor the 215 indigenous children recently found buried on the grounds of a former Kamloops Indian residential school in British Columbia. Some were as young as three years old. Today, we mourn these deaths and this cultural genocide from the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Confederacy, including the Siksika, Pekani, and Kiana Nations, the Stony Nakoda, including the Chiniki, Bearspaw, and Wesley Nations, and the Sutina Nation. Southern Alberta is also home to the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. Hello, family. Wow, this last week was tough on me. If you follow me on Instagram, which I would love for you to do if you don't, my handle is riseandgrow.post.separation. You would have seen a few posts talk about how I had to deal with a loss. Now, fortunately, that loss is not a loved one, but I didn't know how else to frame it because I was thinking of it in terms of a win or a loss. I tackled something that I did not win at. It left me feeling low, low self-worth and low self-esteem and confidence. My confidence was really shaken. We all have those moments, I realize, but it lasted more than I expected. I also know, as I said, I'm no coach, but I am highly self-aware. But even with all that self-awareness, I was not able to turn this judgment around. I was not able to turn it into a positive thing. While this is not the topic of this episode, going through it has made me actually realize of some parallels and pieces of advice I myself can implement. So I will revisit this bad week, this loss, towards the end of this episode. Now let's change gears. But before we start, I invite you to go grab a drink of your choice. I am having a latte again, a homemade one. Maybe grab a hot drink, maybe a cold one. Maybe have an incense going in your diffuser because this episode is going to be a storytelling one. If you know me, you know I like sharing food. I'm really big on sharing food. And when you don't share food, I don't get it, honestly. Let me know why you would not share food. I'm curious. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I love sharing food. I also like giving and believe in the power of generosity. 
I'm still working on the other aspects of money mindset, but these I definitely have down. So it was very typical of me. If I'm starting my day with a hot drink, that I would go with a group of colleagues to a coffee shop, and when I'm grabbing one, would look at the menu to see if there's something I could grab for a meeting that I'm having to share with others. This so happened to be Tim Hortons at the time, and yeah, there were donuts and Timbits that I could surely buy and share. So there I was, but I believe it was a box of donuts, and went upstairs to our offices and started walking around the cubicles and offering them to my colleagues. So here I was going from cubicle to cubicle. Some would say yes, some would say no thank you, until I came across one of our newly joined colleagues who later became a friend as well. Let's say his name was Cole. And he said, no thank you, I don't eat sugar. That was his response. My mind was blown. What? Why? That was the first question that came out of my mouth. Now this was hmm, five years ago, seven years ago. Goodness, um, can't really think of the date. But at the time, there was not much on social media or elsewhere that was talking about sugar, at least not that I came across. Obviously, there were studies and stuff done, but not that I came across. So really, I had no idea why this person was rejecting an offer for donuts based on this sugar hypothesis. It's okay if you didn't want one. It's okay if you didn't want to have sweets. But why was the question I was interested in? Now, I was at that stage in my marriage where I often found myself tired, fatigued, lacking sex drive, and, well, my life lacking luster at the time. I talked a little bit about this at the first episode where I was introducing my journey. My ex-husband at the time would always complain how much I slept. Now, I did sleep a lot. I would come back from work exhausted, would just lie on the sofa, pretending I'm going to watch something, and there I was, gone. And then I'd wake up later on, realize it's time for bed, and just drag myself from, basically, the sofa to the bed. Not much of a interesting evening, and definitely not making for a great conversation with my ex-partner. So yeah, I understood the frustration. And of course, he mentioned it over and over, and being somebody who would take criticism very seriously, I realized I had to do something about it, especially as it got worse. So I knew I had to change these things to save my marriage. I did have an inkling at the back of my mind that if I did not, things would just get worse. So at the time, my only solution was to look at birth control and what it was doing to me. Now, if you've seen my images on Instagram, I don't know if it's apparent or not, but I was a teenager who suffered from acne, severe acne. And I had the delight of having to suffer through it my adulthood as well. It's not something that stuck to my teenage years, thankfully. Of course not. Why would it? So yeah, it's really top of mind for me. So from an early age... I believe I was around 15 when I was put on my first birth control pills. And they did wonders to my acne, made it go away. 
for a while at least, it would resurface, I would add another treatment to my acne. If you have acne issues, you know about Roaccutin. Well, that stuff is serious. It's got all kinds of warnings. Everything's almost half of the prescriptions in red color, bolded, and yeah, talking about the side effects. I knew it was not a wise decision to be taking it, but I had no choices. I was a teenager who wanted to look decent, presentable. Goodness, as it is teenage years are difficult, add to it having to suffer through acne. So you bet your ass I was doing anything I could to make it go away, including being on birth control since I was 15. But again, as I grew older, and especially during these years of my marriage, I questioned whether it was what caused my lack of sex drive, basically. And so I was looking at it seriously at the time, thinking of quitting it. But my God, was I terrified. Because if I quit it, acne would come back. So on one hand, maybe you do get your sex drive back, but you look like crap. <laughs> I don't know. It was not, it was not easy. I don't know. It was not an easy choice for me. So when I heard from my friend that one of the reasons he doesn't have sugar is because it affects your energy levels, a light bulb went on. What? I may not have to quit my birth control pills and I have an option, an alternative to investigate? Hell yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna start researching the sugar thing. Maybe I get my energy back and who knows? Maybe it even, you know, energy is linked to sex drive, right? Maybe it gives me my sex drive back and everything will be great. And I don't have to touch my birth control, so I still have clear skin. This is it, definitely. Sugar is the culprit. In my first episode, I mentioned in passing a statement, which I am going to stand behind right here. I am a firm believer that when you start implementing self-care, you create an energy shift. On February 2016, I started a sugar readjustment journey. Come April, May 2016, those words that I did not want to hear came out of my ex-husband. And in August 2016, I moved out. That's where that theory comes from. At the time, I was investigating how I can get my energy back. It was that sugar journey. I added to it a few other things like investigating acupuncture. I was doing things to better my energy levels, to get my body healthier. And that lingering in the back of my head still remained, but wanting to quit birth control. So I was doing all this work at the back towards my well-being, towards getting healthier and physically stronger and more energetic to save my relationship. But at the time, all that work didn't stop my relationship from failing. And that's one way you could look at it. But for me today, looking back, I am a firm believer that when you start implementing self-care, you create an energy shift. I know for the rational listeners out there, you'd argue with me. You'd say this is far-fetched. You'd remind me that it wasn't even me who asked for the separation. So how can I prove that it's because I was looking after my well-being that my separation happened. I truly believe by starting to shift my body 
and thinking of the impact of food and well-being on it when I never thought about it before, not just resulted in that inward shift, but an outward one as well. I do believe in that. There's always an outward shift too of what no longer is serving you. And that's what I believe happened, is it set the stage for my relationship to end, for what was not serving me to end. So based on this made-up theory of yours, Sarah, you'd ask me, what should I do when a relationship is not serving me? Go on a diet or go on a journey where I investigate what is making me feel good and what's not in my physical body? First of all, let's make it clear. I don't believe in diets. I believe in looking into food for your well-being because your body does speak to you. But I also believe that you can shift something and shift it back. So let's say you could investigate cutting out something, let's say whether it be gluten or dairy. And of course, I'm talking to those that are not allergic. And by cutting it out for a while, you do a reset. I definitely did all those things and I'm back to eating gluten and dairy. But going back to that hypothesis, what I'm asking you to do is when a relationship is not serving you, to do exactly what I started doing. What we all start to do is think of solutions of how we can save our relationship. Of course, we should always do our best to make a relationship work. But if it's only you doing the work, if you're not met in the middle, heck, if you're not even met three quarters or one quarter of the way, then I promise you, your self-worth will push you out of that relationship into one that serves you better, whether it's with yourself or with someone else. Because I am a firm believer that if you've taken the steps to honor your physical body and problem-solve what you're feeling, whether it's fatigue, whether it's sex drive, whether it's self-worth, which is what I'm investigating, you will rid yourselves of what's not serving you, whether it's internal, external. That's my theory, at least. So test it. And what's the worst that could happen? You're happier in both scenarios. So whether you work on a relationship, both of you do, and you get to a better point or the fact that you rid yourself of one that's not serving you. You're the winner after all. Now I can't help but repeat my statement while thinking of my story at the beginning. This past week, where I've been trying to deal with something I did not succeed in, but also over the past few months, where I've been trying to deal with another part of my life that's not serving me. I've been doing so much work based on this hypothesis. I've been reading about it, working with a professional about it, doing exercises to diagnose myself, to objectively come up with reasons why I'm experiencing things the way I am in this part of my life, and even starting to journal about it. I went and bought this cute little book to start journaling, by the way. Yeah. I think I just need to trust in this process again. And this is a good reminder that at the end of all this work, where I'm trying to shift something internally, something will manifest. I just need to have the faith. And so do you. Because 
At the end of the day, step by step, we are just making ourselves stronger and better people out there. At the time, my breakup was so hard. As you know, any breakup is hard. And it's so hard to see a positive light in it. But here we are today. It took years for me to understand and appreciate the steps that I took to get me where I am today. So as I said, if your current relationship is not serving you, I am a firm believer that when you start implementing self-care, you create an energy shift. And finally, if you're wondering, well, what about that sugar quitting journey, Sarah, and your adjustment theory or journey, then why don't you tune into the next episode? Because I'm going to explain my take on sugar, take it or leave it. And even then, just listen, just for curiosity. Furthermore, if you're interested in my birth control quitting journey, what? Yes, I did it. I quit birth control as well. Let me know and I can make a note of it to record an episode sooner than later. For now, wishing you all the best in your journey of putting yourself first. Always, sister. Thanks for listening. If you have a girlfriend who is struggling out of a breakup and would benefit from these tools and tips, please share this episode with her. Us women have everything to gain from supporting and lifting one another up. So please don't forget to hit subscribe and check out riseandgrow.ca. It ensures this podcast reaches more listeners to grow our amazing community and ensures you are in the know of the latest offerings. Bye now.